It is traditional in Judaism to dedicate a teaching to someone who came before us as a way to remember them. Tonight, I'm dedicating this drosh to Diane Spicer. Diane died four years ago this week, and she acted as my aunt throughout my life. I spoke about her right here in 2009 at High Holidays. And I'm going I'm to get back to Diane, but that's the frame. That's who I'm dedicating this teaching to tonight. But before that, let's get to some Torah. An important thing to remember, whenever one studies Torah or listens to a rabbi's view on Torah, is that they're biased by their present-day experiences. And this is not just a rabbi thing. We all view the world that we live in through a prism of our present-day experiences. I remember when I was younger and I had gotten my heart broken, the most incredible thing happened. Every song on the radio had to do with love and heartbreak. Now, I did know intellectually that the disc jockey was not there just putting these songs on for me, and they probably had been there since I was even younger, but I just finally noticed that that's all that was played on the radio most of the time. Now, obviously, rabbis, they view texts with the same filter based upon where they are in their lives. And so tonight, I want to share a story with you that Rabbi Avi Weiss shares about his rabbi, Reb Soloveitchik, in relation to this week's Haftorah. In this week's prophetic portion, Jeremiah, he prophesied about the destruction of the first temple. And God commands Jeremiah to leave Jerusalem and to travel away from Jerusalem and to buy a field. Now, Avi Weiss, he teaches that it can be suggested that when God told Jeremiah that the temple was doomed, Jeremiah then clung to the city. And while Jeremiah knew what God told him was true, he had such a deep love for the temple that in the deepest part of his kishkas, he knew he did not want to leave this place that he loved, even if he knew what the future was going to bring. Now part of him may have felt that by remaining nearby, he would somehow be able to infuse his own life into the temple and into the city and to keep it standing. Now in the Haftorah, Jeremiah, he follows God's words and he leaves to buy a field, believing that even in the midst of destruction that he knew was coming, he needed to ensure the field so that there would be a future. Rabbi Soloveitchik, he said that by leaving Jerusalem, he broke the umbilical cord between himself and the temple, and then the temple was destroyed. Now, Rav Soloveitchik, he gave this interpretation after the death of his wife, Tanya. Soloveitchik, he often spoke of his wife in the most romantic terms. He pointed out that she was his bait, she was his home. He would call her his temple. And when the doctors, when they told the Rav that Tanya was terminally ill, and he knew the prognosis was bleak, but like Jeremiah, he felt if he remained with her constantly, he could keep her alive and infuse part of his being into her. Now, for months on end, Soloveitchik would remain at his wife's side, praying and studying and even doing business next to her. And then one day came, and Tonya, she urged him to travel to New York 
to finalize a contribution being made by a philanthropist to his yeshiva, to Yeshiva University. Now the Rav, he hesitated, he didn't really want to go, but the doctors assured him that Tanya was in no danger that day. So he flew to New York, he was successful in securing the gift, just as Jeremiah left Jerusalem to secure the field for the future. Now as he stepped off the plane in Boston, he was notified that Tonya had lapsed into a coma, and soon after the Rav had returned to his wife's side, Tonya had died. From the Tuesday morning that my mother called me and she told me that Diane was dying, I, as well as her entire community, surrounded her for the next two and a half days. Her house, it was packed with 30 people at all times, with people crying and kissing her as they said goodbye, not wanting her to leave, and hanging on to her every word. No one wanted to let go of her. And while we do not have the ability to keep a person alive by our mere presence, we do have the ability to fill them up with our love and our caring. What we as a Jewish people have done since we lost our sacred temple in Jerusalem is to talk about the temple and to teach about the temple because in that way we could keep the memory alive even if the physical space was gone. That is the way we've kept Jerusalem at the core of our Jewish consciousness for over 2,000 years. That's how we keep the memory alive of those we love who are no longer physically with us. We talk about them and we teach others what they taught us. In this week's Parsha, we read about the blessings and the curses. And many commentators, they wonder why there are so many more curses than there are blessings. There are three times more curses than blessings. And there's all different kinds of interpretations. But one interpretation says, the reason for this is that we as humans, when something's good, we're general. We say things are good. But when they're bad, we say, oi, my back hurts or my knee hurts. But if your back doesn't hurt, you say, I just feel good. You don't say, my back feels good. One of the gifts that Diane shared throughout her life, and even in the final few hours of her life, was that she ran counter to this assumption. She counted all of her blessings individually, and she spoke about them. She never just said, my life is good. Rather, she would tell us, my life is good because you are in it. My life is good because I got a hug from you today. My life's good because I'm able to wake up and to see this beautiful world and soak up that sweet smell during a heat wave like this week and to listen to those crickets at nighttime. So tonight, as I hold on and I remember and I teach, I would like to share my prayer for all of us during the Shabbat. May we all remain close to those that we love and to let them know not only by our words, but by our actions, that they are sacred to us. For those of us that have lost loved ones, may we remember that even though we had to leave Jerusalem, the physical space that we loved with all of our being, a space that we did not want to leave even as the temple crumbled, 
Let us remember that Jerusalem was much more than just a space. Jerusalem was an idea, and we spoke about her from one generation to the next and what it taught us to live our lives to make this world a place of peace and wholeness. Even though we never want to physically let go of our loved ones, when we remember them and teach others what they taught us, then they live on in our heart as well as our mind. On this Shabbat, let us count our blessings out loud to those that we love and enumerate them so that our blessings outnumber everything else in our lives. Shabbat Shalom.